love and light. What's happening, y'all? My name is Brother Akeem, and this is my podcast, Akeem's Open Talk. Here on this platform, I will discuss a wide range of topics, anything from politics to entertainment, love and relationship issues, current events, and even music. Any and everything is fair game. Now on this episode, I want to start out with a disclaimer. All cops are not bad cops. There are good cops. All white people aren't bad white people. There are good white people. Now that that's out the way, you know, I had to give that disclaimer because I don't want to be accused of generalizing and this is going to be one of those episodes. You know, I've had a pretty active and interesting last couple of days communicating with people of all likes. And uh, I wouldn't be honest if I said I didn't get a little upset along the way. I mean, I didn't want to be overly emotional. I wanted to bring some logic, common sense, and facts to any of the conversations that I had. But as you know, some people just don't want to hear facts. They want to argue. They want to become emotional. And most of all, they want to win the argument. So, as I went through this whole battle, I had to learn when to kind of ease back and just let things go. But I felt I'd tell you some of the things that I discussed with some of these people. Kind of give you a take on that and see where you stood with that. So without further ado, we're going to get on with this episode. And thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate that support. Hopefully you will continue to do so. Now, as usual, let's talk openly. recently I did something that I hardly do. Um, And there's a reason why I hardly do this particular activity. Um, The activity itself is troll hunting. I went troll hunting the the last few days. I usually don't engage in that because with that just comes circular arguments. Uh, Sometimes my blood pressure goes up and I'm not in the the condition these days (laughs) to allow for my pressure to Uh, get excessively high so I try to avoid um, as much conflict as I can but this time I went ahead and did it I went ahead and I got involved in uh, some activities over YouTube I believe Uh, YouTube uh, some Facebook groups even I did my uh, what seems to be monthly uh, check with the uh, Blue Lives Matter nuts yes I did say nuts I went and checked out a few comments uh, coming from those guys, and um, I purposely did that um, because of the uh, latest tragedy uh, that this country had to endure, especially black Americans, this latest tragedy that we had to endure when one of our young brothers was gunned down by two racists, and yes, 
I said racist, even though it hasn't been proven in a court of law that they are. If uh, these nuts and the uh, bigoted groups, the Blue Lives Matter groups and all, if they're able to have an opinion, then so can I. So anyway, as I was saying, we suffered a tragedy when a young brother was gunned down uh, by two racists that felt it was um, their authority, I guess you could say, to go out and track down whoever they thought were committing crimes, even though they had no real proof that uh, people were committing crimes, at least this brother. They didn't see any crime committed, but just suspected, you know, he looks like somebody that could have been committing crimes some other day, prior to that day. So because of the idiotic comments I've been seeing from people who you would expect to be sympathetic towards the real victim here, and after seeing other comments from people I expected to see those comments from, I went ahead and said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and for this one time I'm going to get involved in some verbal altercations. <laughs> I mean, I just couldn't help it. And it's just so, it's sad, but it's definitely not surprising to see just how divided and racist this country still is. And I don't care any about the 65 Civil Rights Act. I don't care anything about that because in reality if that doctrine was effective we wouldn't be having what we are still having today. So it's, it's sad but again not surprising that people will align themselves with foolery and thuggery based on political party and skin color. Because now you got people trying to lump in black folks with the Democratic Party. They have this fight with the Democratic Party, which is supposed to include black people. So then they're able to say, well, no, it's not that this guy was black, but he aligned himself with the Democratic Party. And the Democratic Party is what's wrong with America. You know, that type of thing. Where they try to cover up what they really, really want to say by using cold words and using the media as a scapegoat. So yes, I went troll hunting. It's so obvious to see how so-called justice is distributed among the citizens of this country. You know, I used a, uh, I went back and used an old history lesson to try to prove my point in one scenario when it came to black men and guns. Now, we all know how irrational the NRA is today, or at least I believe that they are rational. And racist, but, you know, we'll get to that part. But definitely irrational. I mean, they've never seen a bad cop that wasn't bad. They've never seen a bad shoot that wasn't bad. They've never seen any wrongdoing by anyone 
who used a firearm. Everybody's responsible. Everybody's within their right. Everybody is doing the right thing by using a firearm. No matter if they are the aggressors or the victim. It doesn't matter to the NRA. They used a gun. We'll side with them. As a police officer, we'll side with them. No matter what. Except if it was a black man with a gun. So as I said, I used the old history lesson. Went back to the 60s, 1967 in particular. And I used an example of how 30 armed original Black Panthers entered the state capital of California. Shotguns, 357s. And oh, lo and behold, guess who had a problem with that? That's that's the one time, that's the only time that I can think of that the NRA actually came out for gun control. <laughs> it took black men with guns legally to have the NRA come out and support gun control. And that happened. I mean, there was actually a bill on the table that same year and passed that same year to try to put restrictions on black men with guns. That's just what it was. Now, if you could remember back, what, maybe two weeks ago, we've seen a similar type situation happen. But this time you had a whole lot more white guys with bigger guns. Semi-automatic AR-15 guns. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about artillery to the teeth. I mean, they had things that wasn't even necessary. Bazookas and, and, and uh, you know, just, it looked like they were trying to go to some type of local civil war or something. But they stormed the Capitol in Michigan and actually made threats to politicians. I don't think one of them got as much as a disorderly conduct ticket. I don't think anybody got a jaywalking ticket. (laughs) You know, I don't think they got trespassing. Nothing. There was no violent incident whatsoever as far as the police administering, administering any type of authority or citing that whole fear for my life thing against any of those protesters. And those protesters, as you know, all white men. There may have been some white women in there, I'm not sure, but I know for sure that the majority, white men. So, of course, they cite the Second Amendment and all that jive. But it was allowed to happen. Now, it would be nice if protests could happen with no incident. So I'm not upset because there was no violence because I I hate to see people out in public becoming violent with with one another. However, in this case, when you got armed citizens storming the Capitol, because that's what it looked like, yelling, screaming, making threats, 
you would expect for police officers to cite that whole fear for my life thing and try to get control of those quote-unquote thugs. Why are they thugs? Because unarmed black men who were shot in the back were called thugs. And that's the whole problem. We are a threat. We are a threat because, hmm, I don't know why. I mean, it's obvious that they want to keep the power. It's obvious they want to stay on top of the totem pole. So any inkling that we could rival or threaten their hold of power, well, of course, that makes us threatening. But I think it's deeper than that. I mean, this is a deeply rooted problem extending from 1600s, at least the 1600s, when the first African slaves were brought here to the Americas and anywhere else in the world. I mean, I think we're going back to, you know, 15th century days. This has been going on forever. So as you can see today, when it comes to justice, crime and punishment, we are dealt a very serious blow when it comes to committing crimes and being punished when our white counterparts, not so much. I mean, that's no secret. And it's, it's almost as if, though, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. I mean, they try to overkill us. I mean, traffic stops, trespassing calls, whatever it is, if they feel threatened, a shot or two, it's not enough. <laughs> they will empty the entire magazine, each officer, in one person. We've seen it before. We've seen people shot through the windshields of their cars by police officers, unarmed people, hundreds of rounds. We've seen our women shot and killed in their own homes. Okay, we've seen police officers shoot through a window of a woman's home and kill her. And why? He got spooked because of a woman being in her home, minding her own business, and just happened to have been black. We've just seen that same type scenario take place in recent days in Kentucky. This whole no-knock deal is, is just out of control. I mean, you have police officers storming the wrong home, killing innocent people in their homes, and then citing self-defense because that person tried to defend themselves against someone who they thought was breaking into their homes. They twist that around, those police officers, officers and become the victim. They want you to sympathize with them. They want for you to look at them as the innocent victim 
while they're trying to fight this fight on crime, to have people in their own homes that they suspect of crimes being able to shoot back to defend themselves, that is an act against what is good, according to police. And then you have this fraternal order of demons, this police union that protects them, no matter what. Now this is a cry of frustration. Everything I'm saying here is my opinion. So let's let's just get that straight right now. I'm speaking for me, myself. Not afraid to do so. It's what I feel. But this is definitely out of frustration. Because it continues to happen. It's 2020 today. And it continues to happen. So now, getting back to my whole trolling expedition, I'll get into it with a few more people over another issue, which I think is beyond ridiculous. You have people out here that's actually fixing their mouths to compare the inconvenience of them having to stay home and not be able to gather at Starbucks or go to Supercuts to get a haircut, you got people that's actually equating that to the civil rights struggles of black people in the Jim Crow era in the 60s. Yeah. (laughs) Really. For the first time, certain people are inconvenienced and now all of a sudden, we have damn near another rebellious Boston Tea Party type act that folks want to threaten against the government because they don't like to be told what to do by the government. (laughs) All right, now join the party, okay? So everybody's rights are being trampled over because of this pandemic. And the government is responsible because they won't let me go out and hang at the beach. They won't let me go out to the bars to get drunk with my friends. They won't let me go out to get my nails done, to get my hair cut. They won't let me go out just because I just want to go out. So now you have people coming out making these Gettysburg address speeches about freedom and liberty and having the right to protest. I don't know, kind of, sort of like, I don't know, Colin Kaepernick maybe? Now it's okay to come out and protest against the government, against an unlawful order unjust laws, so they say. Now it's okay to condemn the government. Now it's okay to not abide by the laws and to be civilly disrespectful towards what you feel is an unjust law. Civil disobedience, I'm sorry, civil disobedience is okay now. 
Now they're exercising their right. They have the right to protest. They're tired, damn it. And they ain't gonna take it no more. So my question is, where was all this energy when innocent black people were getting gunned down in the streets by bad cops? Where was this energy when there was unjust punishments for black offenders committing the same low-level crimes as white offenders? Where was all this energy then? Where was all this energy when you had the government telling black folk, you can't have guns. You can't vote without a certain ID. You, you can't do what we're doing because you're not really qualified to do what we do. Where was the protest then? I mean, really, they, they were really trying to equate this to some type of a civil rights fight. So kids being killed in the streets by cops for being threatening, for breathing, for being mouthy. That's okay. But I'd be damned if you tell me I can't go out and get a haircut. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, they're throwing around kids in the classrooms. They're going to pool parties and slamming down kids with bathing suits so you know they're not packing, but they still feel they you know, have their lives on the line dealing with these young kids and slamming them, slamming them around and kneeing them in the back. And I'm talking about female kids. Oh, that's okay. You know, no fight, no protest, no soliloquies, no addresses to the government, none of that. But the one time you're inconvenienced from your privileged perspective from your privileged pedestal the one time you're inconvenienced now it's an issue how is that not contradiction and that's the thing it's all about perspective but you know this one is an obvious one this is an obvious one-sided affair. I mean, we still don't have a shot, it seems. Breathing while black. Jogging while black. And the thing that really gets me is they want to take the narrative, they want to focus on things that don't matter. And this latest tragedy, oh, wow, he wasn't jogging. That's not true. He didn't really deserve to die, but. What do you mean, but? Well, he wasn't jogging. Who jogs in boots? As if though that matters. And then you have people of the same color as other black people, by the way, coming out and showboating and tap dancing for the people that support them. Strictly against the kid because he was black. There's no other way around that. 
you don't hear this type of condemnation when they're not black. They're just kids being kids when they're not. Here's a guy who did nothing wrong, nothing illegal. Even if you want to go for the whole trespass argument, no one trespassed him. So he was a looky-loo. So what? Who hasn't seen a home being worked on or being built and just didn't stop just to kind of see what's going on? Even that in itself, if it was wrong, then hey, tell them to get off the property, go about your business. Which, by the way, the homeowner never did because the homeowner never saw him on the property. You just had people that thought they had the authority to kind of tell what other people could and couldn't do in their neighborhood. Kind of the whole George Zimmerman thing all over again. So they felt that from their vantage point, from their position, they had the authority to try to tell someone what they can and cannot do. Oh, he looked like someone. That could have been someone doing something wrong some other day. So let's go after him. Citizens arrest. That's the excuse. Yet we're going to grab all the guns. We're going to get on the pickup trucks. And we're going to circle them in. Block them in. An authority that they do not have. Why? Because they felt privileged enough that they could do it. Now, could you imagine if it was the other way around? Could you imagine scores of black men storming any state capital in this country, armed to the teeth, semi-automatic weapons, and making threats to any political figures in that building? Can you imagine how that would have ended up? Can you imagine what it would have been like if you had three, at least three, black men following a white man, minding his business through the neighborhood, blocking him in with guns, so-called making a citizen arrest for what they thought he could have done some other day. Then, quote-unquote accidentally, shooting him. Can you imagine the police department and the DA's office saying, you know what, there's not enough evidence here to charge these black men, so we're going to let them go. Who believes that would have happened? <laughs> In this country? So how dare anyone and that privileged group complain about anything. You don't know half the struggle. So what? Your hair is growing long. Who cares? You're not going to die. Your life is not on the line because you can't get out and go to Starbucks. Your struggle ain't my struggle. The minute they said, and when I say they, I mean authority figures, 
said that you got to wear masks now in public. You have to go and do your everyday business in a mask. Can you imagine the fear (laughs) that had entered into black men's hearts all across this country? Because we know what that could lead up to. I couldn't even believe they said you could do it. It's almost like an open invitation. So I want to be very clear about this. This whole argument about what the government can and can't tell its citizens, if they can go to work or if they can go outside or not, it's a separate argument to me. We could debate that all day long. What I'm more concerned about is, when this type of thing happens to black people times 10, and our rights are actually violated, where's the American spirit then from the patriots? When a black man or a black woman defends her life against thugs, and I did use the word thugs, that's out to do nothing but administer bullying tactics against them. When they are trying to intimidate them into getting what they want out of them, when black men and women defend themselves with guns, where is the NRA then? I don't think I could recall a case when the NRA came out and defended a black man for shooting an unarmed white person and claiming self-defense. I don't even recall that happening. So that whole fight against the government and the whole thing about Big Brother and all that, we can argue that another day. But when it comes to black people and injustice, that's all we know. So don't you dare try to equate your inconveniences of not being able to do what you want to do this one time to our struggle. Apples and celery sticks, as far as I'm concerned. You're not even in the same realm. So I stopped my little fight with the trolls. I kind of fell back. I said what I had to say. Left some comments, and I got on out of Dodge. Hopefully, you know, some of what I said may stick, but I'm not expecting it to. I just think that this country is too divided right now. Because it's led by a buffoon. And a lot of people are buying into his tactics. But one thing I can tell you. Is that this should be a good example for all of us brothers and sisters. We all we got. That's a popular saying that we have uh, become accustomed to in our community. But it's true. We are all we have. We have no allies. This is on us. So if we're going to fight back, we're going to have to fight back effectively. Legislation is always the first uh, way 
to fight and combat these things, but sometimes that doesn't work out. So then you have to go to the next level. Now, I don't know what that is. I'm not going to advocate anything violent. But I do believe in defense. And if you are approached in a certain way, then you have the right to respond in a certain way. But hopefully, we can all be on the same page when it comes to that. Because I'm tired of it, and I know a bunch of other people like me are. Sick of it. It's about time we do something when it comes to action rather than talking. So, Mr. Man, damn your haircut. We're over here trying to stay alive. So pardon us for not having much sympathy for you. But chances are in a week or two, maybe a month or so, you'll be right back in your privileged position. So just stay the course. You'll be fine. As far as my brothers and sisters, let's take these lessons, learn something from them, and put some plans into action. Okay. Done with the venting. (laughs) If you would like to comment on anything that I stated today, if you have any questions or you have any different ideas for solution here just let me know I'm always open to listen to different points of view because believe it or not I am all about solutions we've got to come up with solutions to make things better so please feel free to contact me as usual much love to you for listening I appreciate your support I then got all worked up now <laughs> so I'm going to have to de-escalate Uh, hopefully the next topic will be a little bit lighter okay so again much love to everyone thank you so much for your support thank you for listening and i most definitely will see you all down the line thank you for listening to akeen's open talk now if you would like to leave a comment or two or if you have any questions or even an idea for a topic for a future episode, please look up my Facebook group on Facebook and join. Now it's under Akeen's Open Talk. I will accept you, and then you will be able to contribute. Thank you.